Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly, and this is Shauna Danberg, and you have joined the Don't Mess With Our Kids podcast hosted by Her Voice Movement. There are many mothers, fathers, old and young, that are saying enough is enough because the attack on our kids and attack on the family has gone way too far. There is a grassroots movement called Don't Mess With Our Kids that is rising up in America, and you can be a part of it, and we are inviting you to engage. It's really simple to be involved. One way is to do what you're doing right now, which is to listen to this podcast, subscribe, and share this with as many people as you know. The second way to be involved is to put this down on your calendar. This is so important. April 13th, 2024, we are asking you to go to your capital to pray with the people in your state, all 50 states at one time, even countries in their U.S. embassy. We'll stand in this day, we'll pray, and we'll even have reformation strategies to cause change on a local level. This is a way for us to gather and stand for the truth and create change. And very soon, we will have a date for you, but we are planning on you, one million women and your families, to stand with us in Washington, D.C. at our National Mall. And like I said, we're going to get this date to you as soon as possible when all the I's get dotted and the T's get crossed. But we cannot wait to see America changed. This isn't just a one-day event with a million women and their families. We believe that God has a heart for America. He is not done with America, but we know that we're in urgent times. And we know that the church, the body of believers, needs to step in right now and use their voice, pray it through, but we need to take a stand. And today's guest, this is going to get you so fired up. This is somebody who is taking a stand for truth. He's really one of God's finest warriors in the realm of law. So I'm going to read his bio, and then this is going to be an incredible conversation today. Brad Dacus received his JD from the University of Texas School of Law, and in 1997, he founded Pacific Justice Institute. They handle cases, get this, free of charge, defending faith and family with a network of hundreds of affiliate attorneys. Brad Dacus can be watched Monday through Thursday on Brad Dacus Live on his channel, Com. You want to write that down, hischannel.com. And he can be heard weekly on more than a thousand radio stations across the country airing the Dacus Report. Brad has appeared on American Family Radio, America Live, CBS Evening News, CNN, CSN Radio, Dateline NBC, Good Morning America, Fox News, MSNBC, Mike Huckabee Show, NBC News, Newsmax, News Talk TV, OANN, the Epoch Times, The Today Show, Todd Starnes Show, and Tucker Carlson. Now, I know you guys after listening to that are like, whoa, <laughs> glad I'm tuned in today. This is going to be so good. Mr. Dickus has testified before the U.S. House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. He has also testified numerous times before, before the California State Legislature on legislation affecting religious freedom and parents' rights. I got a chance to meet Brad not too long ago, and that's when we invited him on the podcast because the stories he shared with me were too important for us not to share. So I'd like to bring Brad onto our show today. Brad, thank you so much for being here. This is such a treat to have you, but I also believe that's critical in this hour for parents, for even the teens that are listening. We do have a Gen Z audience for them to hear about the real life 
crazy things that the enemy would like to get away with in this time. And so um, why don't we do this? I would love for you to start with your story. How did PJI get started? How did you get started? Kind of tell us the story of how this incredible adventure began. Certainly. Um, I was the Western Regional Coordinator for the Rutherford Institute, which defends religious freedom, parents' rights, sanctity of human life. And uh, pretty much right out of law school, after my first year out of law school, I opened an office, regional office for them, coordinated litigation in 14 Western states. After five years, everything was finally going smooth, uh, steady. And then I was told that they were shutting down the regional offices and they wanted me to head up their public affairs office in Washington, D.C., uh, represent them before Congress, be the face of the organization for all media, television, radio, et cetera, and um, have an increase in pain. I said, sure. And then I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep. I still couldn't sleep. Still couldn't sleep. Finally, I realized, oh, shoot, I got to pray about this. Now, I okay, didn't want to pray about it. <laughs> I didn't want to pray about it because when I pray about things, I'm usually challenged to exercise faith and, uh, and go the hard way. Well, that's what happened here. And I was uh, convicted that God wanted me to follow the passions on my heart, which at the time was to make sure that people got help where it was needed the most at the time, which was on the West Coast. So I went ahead and I said, okay, God, I'll do this, but I need to have free office space donated indefinitely in Sacramento, a free computer system, keep me on the two radio stations for free. We have to be in the black God in just three months. And by the way, I'm never charging anyone at any time for anything we ever do. I thought I was very reasonable with my requirements. <laughs> and uh, God came through on all of them. Wow. wow. And fast forward, uh, we have just exploded and grown dramatically. Uh, we have now, I think it's uh, 36 offices in 26 states, coast to coast, wow. all over the country. Uh, we're, uh, we, we're very unique in that we don't just cherry pick a few high profile cases uh, we're a real bona fide ministry. So we work hard to make sure that everyone gets help, that no one is left on the wow. side of the road. We do our work all without charge. We have over 220 cases in active litigation as I speak right now. Uh, the cases are exploding all over the place. Um, wow. And, and uh, we're really having a, a real impact by God's grace. We're able to see a lot done. We're also a, we're a Christian legal organization. So you know we're about you know litigating, but we also want to equip the body of Christ with resources and valuable tools. I'm sure we'll talk about some of those later on. And we also have someone working with the legislatures across the country, helping them with uh, legislation through our Center for Public Policy. And we also have a pastor on staff who heads up our church engagement office that works hard to get hundreds and hundreds of churches to do voter registration Sundays and recruit competent people to run for offices like school board, city council, et cetera. So uh, we're, we're have a broad spectrum horizontally and vertically. That is amazing. And so I, I want to do this right away. We usually wait till later, but I have a, a sense, I have a feeling that people are listening right now saying, I've got to find out how to get in touch with this organization because I have a situation. I know a friend and I bet there are hundreds of people that are going to hear this and really want to know how to get a hold of you. And so you gave us your um, .org there. It's pji.org. You right. even gave us your email and your office's phone number. That is how <laughs> you really do have the heart of God. Look at you just giving all your stuff away. So let's put this up here. 
You can email Brad at prez at pji.org. That's P-R-E-Z at pji.org. And here's the office phone number. It's 916-857-6900. Now, I know that you're anxious to hear this, Shauna, because I, I'm mm-hmm. really wanting to dive into what is really going on out there. I know that when I met you, when we talked about a, a couple cases, I thought, wow, this this has got to be told that these types of situations are happening, not just, you know, here and there, but happening all over the place. Can you share, I mean, just top of mind, maybe a couple different cases, because there's a lot of parents listening that might think, oh, well, that happened, you know, seven years ago over on the other side of the United States to that one person. But I know that you see this every day. You see all sorts of stuff going on. Can you just share a couple um, cases or scenarios? Yeah. Help us out here. Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy to. We, you know, we at Pacific Justice Institute have been providing uh, emergency counsel to parents who have social workers knocking on their doors, calling them, starting to investigate their family because of who knows why. Well, uh, we have uh, been, you know, giving this counsel, uh, you know, all across the country. And what we've noticed is there's a whole new wave of wrongfully taking children. And it's because of the beliefs, the Christian beliefs of the parents. So in California, look at an example. There was a girl, she was in early teens, and she uh, told her friend, maybe she heard some something in school that caused her to, to doubt whether or not she really felt like she was a female. She thought maybe she was, you know, felt like maybe she was a male. Of course, she's, she is what she is. And uh, and it's just this weird deception that's creeping all, in all our schools all across America uh, that's causing so many of their lives to be uh, tattered and and, uh, and and end up being fatal, actually, at the end of the day. Most of them are dead by the age of 30 who go down this transgender route. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just tragic. So anyway, this girl, this young teenager, thought she was maybe a boy. And she told her friend, who told the teacher, who then told the school counselor, then called the social worker. Social worker then talked to the parents and said, you know, your, your daughter, you know, feels like she is actually a, a boy. And of course she's not a boy. There's not a single male DNA in her body, but so she has what's called dysphoria. That's a confusion looking at something different than the reality. So instead yes. of helping them understand reality, you know, we have social workers up and down the state of California and also throughout the country for that matter, who have this, this, cultic ideology that if you think it, it must be real. And so they told them, they said, okay, we're going, uh, you know, we, are you going to work with us to affirm her, confu- her, her dysphoria, her confusion? Parents said, absolutely not. We're a Christian family. We know it's a lie. We'll get our good counseling and, and, you know, we'll address it. And they said, okay, we're taking the daughter. So they took the daughter and they began to, they filed an action to get legal guardianship for the state of California over wow. her. So when you say they took her, they came Physically. to the house and said, we are now taking your daughter away from you. Yes. How and old yes. was she? Um, she was, I think at the time, 14, 15. Okay. So, and then, so she was taken and they began the court proceedings to get full legal guardianships for the state of California over her wow. so that they could start the process even before 18 uh, which is starts with injections of hormones and then cutting off surgically uh, body parts masochistically, permanently sterilizing the girl. Uh, it's it's sick what they wanted to do, what they were starting to do. 
We got it halted in time before the first injection. We went right into court. We at Pacific Justice Institute, we got uh, it halted. We litigated, litigated it for two years. We finally got the girl back to her family. And the last day of the last hearing, the girl told the judge, you know, Your Honor, um, actually, I, I don't even really feel like I'm a boy after all. So wow. had, had we not intervened, her life would have been messed up thanks to a, a psychiatrist who's on the dole there in Northern California for Child Protective Services and the state of California. They are desperately wicked, absolutely wow. wicked. They are ruining, shredding the lives of countless numbers of kids in the public schools. And uh, it's not just in California, it's all over the country now. And there's nothing medically or psychologically uh, statistically supporting any rationale as to why this would, would make sense. It's, uh, it's demonic. Uh, we see it as that. And that's just one example. I've got other case examples as well uh, where they try to take the children because of the parents' Christian beliefs and not wanting to affirm either same-sex attraction or affirm and encourage gender confusion uh, that's all, that usually is, results in death before the age of 30. Brad, I know that that case was in the state of California. I'm curious, was that girl taken into foster care or is it into some other type of care? Where did she get taken to? Yeah, I'm glad to mention that you mentioned that. Um, so actually she was placed in a, a foster care kind of a facility. Uh, and uh, actually she had uh, something terrible happen there. I can't really get into that uh, while she was under the care of the, of the state of California. Uh, it, it's it's just tragic. It is absolutely tragic, uh, and, it's, and I wish it was the only one in the country, but it's not. It's not. I've personally dealt with other cases. The pastor and his wife, the 13 year old girl, was going to be taken from them. Fortunately, he called me the day before the social worker came, and we gave him instructions exactly what to say to keep their daughter from from being taken. They had to lie uh, to, about what they believed in order to keep the daughter from being taken. Uh, you know, and then we also had another case recently in Orange County, California, Christian couple. They were going to have their two little children taken from them because uh, someone reported to the social workers that this family believed that uh, that same sex attraction was a sin and that uh, changing your gender uh, is wrong and should not happen. And there was no evidence that either of these two children had any semblance of same-sex attraction, gender identity, they're you know, small elementary school kids. But that was enough to trigger a social worker from Child Protective Services in California to go into court to try to seize them, wow. this Christian family. Fortunately, we were, con we were contacted and we uh, outsmarted them, if you will, and we got a private psychiatrist to do an independent analysis before the court hearing. And we presented that before the judge and that was a checkmate against what the other side was trying to do. And the kids uh, stayed with the parents. Normally, almost always at that stage, uh, the children are taken from the parents, at least for a period of time, which could be catastrophic, unfortunately. So these cases, you, a couple of the cases you've mentioned are in California, but then you mentioned this is happening elsewhere. So oh, yeah. Yeah, like, is, is example, they, are these like not legal, but, but they're being attempted? Like what laws... Mm -hmm are in well, place, aren't in place, that this is happening in other states. Right. Well, predominantly in blue states, uh, Democrat-controlled states, and I'm not trying to be partisan, I'm just trying to be factual. Uh, those are the most dangerous states when it comes to keeping your children. And I think that's one of the incentives that parents have now 
to leave states like California, New York, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, uh, you know, New England, uh, New, New Jersey, uh, because of the fact that um, this is this is what their policy is. You know, in the state of New Jersey and, and Oregon and a number of other states, it's actually illegal to even have your child get professional counseling to try to redress uh, their issues of gender identity dysphoria, confusion, to even help them work through it so they don't have it anymore. It's illegal uh, to help a child work through uh, unexplainable feelings of same-sex attraction, uh, even in early adolescence where it's very common to have confusion and, and doubts, and et cetera. Uh, this only creates greater uh, frustration, uh, uncertainty, and suicide. Uh, that's what these blue states have adopted. And that's why many parents, I believe, is one of the many reasons that in the public schools uh, and, the, and the hideous, uh, demonic, uh, dangerous perversion that they're being taught in public schools. I think it's another reason why parents are leaving these states and moving to, to freedom-loving states like Texas, Florida, Tennessee, et cetera. Um, I do want to tell people, no matter where they're living, though, they need to be aware of uh, their rights and what they can do to protect themselves. And on our website, and I strongly, strongly encourage everyone watching this to download this from our website. It's 12 Steps to Protect Your Children from CPS, what otherwise known as social workers. Uh, it's, okay. it's often too late if they're knocking on your door. Uh, it, you know, you're not going to know what to do, what to say. If, if, you, if they carry out what we, what we say, um, the odds are 99% plus that they will not lose their children at all. That's just based on our history of doing this for over 25 years. However, the average parent doesn't know what to do or what to say. Uh, so the odds, unfortunately, are much, much higher that they will have their child taken. And there's a good chance permanently from them, even if it's not substantiated. Uh, it's a very horrific system we have in, in most states across the country. The safest state, by the way, that gives the greatest due process protection for parents is actually Oklahoma. And I will say when Oklahoma is the most advanced in an area of civil liberties, uh, that says uh, that's, that's pretty bad for the rest of the country because um, yeah, Oklahoma is a very conservative, slow-moving state, uh, generally speaking, uh, historically, when it comes to you know, the, uh, reforms. Um, yet they were one of the first to jump on this because they saw how serious the threat was to parental rights. So hats off to Oklahoma. And what I'm hearing you say, which I did not realize this, is that a family could have children that express no desire to walk out a same-sex relationship or a gay lifestyle or a, you know, transition to another, you know, believed agenda a gender under the gender ideology. So you, you don't have to have a child that's even sucked into this. Right. You could yeah, just that's be what somebody the Orange that... County case was about. And that was okay. very, very unfortunate. Or just a child who's just questioning. Uh, that, that's, that's enough. Um, schools are, are, are planting seeds of doubt and questioning all the way down to the uh, preschool level in California and, and other states. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's becoming all too, cert too real up. In Maryland, for example, on one of my, my shows I taped this morning, uh, I interviewed our attorney out of our Maryland office, and she talked about how uh, there are some 22 uh, LGBTQ books that are being read to, to children in preschool, in public school preschools in Maryland, wow. and they're, they're all over the country. It's all over the country, and that's why I just want to encourage parents out there. I know many of them, 
can't afford private school. I get that. Many of them may be, you know, single parent families and they can't stay at home and homeschool. They got to work and bring, bring, you know, uh, home, uh, the, the butter, bread and butter, so to speak. But I encourage them to work with people in their church uh, yeah. who are homeschooling to start a church co-op. homeschool co-op. Yeah, there you uh, go. We've been, we've been working on that. We work with churches. We'll work with any church without charge. Uh, it's easy to do. There's different models, different ways of doing it. But churches need to step up and stop uh, and, and save as many as they can from the spiritual death camps known as public education throughout the United States. Uh, it's not your your spiritual your death camps. Yeah, mm-hmm. spiritual. That's that's a term I I coined. Yeah, uh, spiritual death camps because that's exactly what our government public schools t- union run, teacher union run schools, and the teachers union pushes all kinds of evil, perverted, sick, demonic material and curriculum. And uh, it's, it's, it's at a, a very high pitch point now where every parent having a child in any public school needs to be on the alert and needs to look at all their options uh, at this time. Even if they're in a red state, that's no guarantee. We've had, you know, for example, McKinney, Texas, just north of Dallas, Plano, yeah. Texas, very conservative, very red community in a very red state. Yet the majority of that school board, um, all but one, all but one gentleman, uh, Mr. Green is, he's Chad Green, solid parents' rights advocate. All the rest of them are beholden to the teachers' union, and they are deliberately and knowingly keeping LGBTQ garbage propaganda in their library available and being pushed to the children and the students in that high school, in their schools, in that school district. Um, it is shameful, it's disgraceful, and yet most parents are blindly putting their kids in the uh, McKinney Unified School District, uh, totally oblivious uh, to, to the spiritual death camp and the garbage that's being given to their kids, courtesy of, of the near majority uh, sitting on the school board there in the McKinney uh, School District. Go, okay, I just I just am sensing, <laughs> I'm not sensing, I am seeing and witnessing the passion in your voice, the passion in your words. And I'm just thinking about how you get a up front and you know a front row seat to these families lives and you're seeing how this is affecting them i'm just wondering because how how is this affecting families how is this affecting marriages parents moms dads the kids themselves like what is this doing oh it's destructive first it's destructive to the child uh who's being deceived and and led astray and uh, and, and, you know, ushered into confusion, uncertainty, doubts, uh, that's causing a lot of problems in a, uh, for an inhibiting a healthy, normal social development and a, a healthy, uh, identity, self-identity, but it's also creating a serious division between the child and the parents and their other siblings for that matter. Yeah. You know, parents are having to, to choose between, uh, being faithful with truth and love with their child or trying to appease their child. Yeah. And so the child doesn't reject them down the road. Uh, society in these schools are teaching children that your parents don't know what's right. You know, don't trust your parents. Don't tell your parents what we're teaching you. Uh, we see that it's all over the place. Uh, you know, we have school districts. It's uh, more the norm for teachers to, as a matter of school policy, to lie to parents, blatantly lie to parents. We've got a a case out of New Jersey dealing with several school districts 
that are, they've told the attorney general of New Jersey, no, we're not going to let our teachers lie to parents if a child shows confusion about their gender identity. No, we're going to require our teachers to contact the, the parents within 72 hours of noticing it. And the attorney general of New Jersey is trying to uh, to, to smash them for, for doing that. We have filed a lawsuit against the attorney general on behalf of those level-headed school districts, which unfortunately uh, are in the minority. Uh, they're unfortunately in the minority in too many places all across the country, level-headed school districts. And when that's the case, then we have to go to bat for the teachers who have their heads on straight. We have a, a number of cases defending teachers who say, I don't care what the school district tells me, I'm not going to lie to parents, and I'm sure as heck not going to be using pronouns that affirm confusion. What loving teacher who really cares about kids are going to want to encourage any confusion, much less a confusion that results in death before the age of 30? You know, medically speaking, statistically, a child has a better likelihood of living past the age of 30 if they have a cancerous tumor that has to be removed oh. than if they are swept in and groomed into gender identity confusion. That's how serious wow. this is. And yet it's exploding all across our country. And there's nothing biological to support it. Uh, there's nothing even you know, as, as far as our, our, our culture, I mean, what's, what's happening, I believe it's demonic and it's deliberate and, uh, and, and the, the casualties are going to be very, very high moving forward. Casualties, not just to the children, but also to their relationship with their parents, their family. Uh, and of course it's going to cause tremendous, tremendous grief to a, to a mother or father to see their child, uh, deceived and then permanently masochistically cut off body parts and permanently sterilize themselves only to result in likely suicide before the age of 30. That is startling. That's disturbing. Have you seen school faculty, whether it be teachers or administration, step out and say, I'm willing to lose my job on this one? And yes. have you seen cases? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So we have a two teachers up in Oregon we're representing. And uh, they just, on their own website, they just said, you know, without even mentioning the school, they said, we think this is bad policy to, to lie to parents, to, to use pronouns affirming confusion, encouraging confusion. Well, somehow someone monitoring their website reported them to the tribunal at the school district. They did an investigation and then fired these two teachers, not for anything they did in the classroom, but merely for their thoughts and ideas. Side of the classroom. Yeah, so they were fired. We filed a lawsuit. We got their jobs back, and now we're in a joint lawsuit uh, to get past uh, damages and, and wages. But that's not the only. We've got a case like that in Southern California. There's another one up in Michigan we're dealing with on a pronoun case. Uh, we have over 220 cases in active litigation. And some of those cases are involving class action lawsuits. Uh, for example, we're suing the city of San Francisco right now, uh, probably my favorite city to sue. Uh, on behalf of over a thousand uh, employees of, of, of the Christian faith, for the most part, who were purged from their job because of their religious convictions not to take a controversial vax. Um, of course, we've seen this in the public schools, uh, the vax requirements. Contra Costa Unified School District in the San Francisco area was, uh, along with a number of other school districts, were requiring every child to take the vax the controversial COVID-19 vaccination, whether parents liked it or not, whether parents had religious beliefs or not, we went into court, we got that halted. And now 
looking back, looking back in the rearview mirror, we see what the stats are. There's been a 13, more than a 13,000% increase in children from the age of 12 to 19 with mitocarditis heart disease. Whoa. More than 13,000% increase. Do I hear one apology from Pfizer or Moderna or any of these school districts? None, none. Um, and then we see the, the fatalities uh, and the other issues that are taking place. So we at Pacific Justice have, were, have been very aggressive also on another front I just want to mention, which is defending the rights of parents to protect their children from a, having a controversial experimental vaccine, which yeah. unfortunately has had horrific, uh, horrific ramifications for countless numbers of young children uh, uh, throughout the country. But fortunately, we have, we've uh, been able to, to save a lot of them from uh, these, these kinds of an outcome. Well, thank you for mentioning that. Well, Jenny, I was going to say we're kind of running out of time, but it sounds like you have a question. I do have a question. <laughs> so, and, you know, our, our like shutdown here is kind of like, you know, the tray table up on the airplane. Mm -hmm. We still have 20 minutes. Not that we're going to take 20 more minutes, but it might be a slower landing here because I have another question for you. On sure. one of our other broadcasts that we did, um, we asked uh, this incredible woman, her name is Christy Johnston, to share some dreams one of the dreams that she had this year, at the beginning of this year, was about a virus that was pointed at children called Contagion 2025. She'd never heard of it. There was a whole scene that played out inside the dream, and the answer was prayer, you know, truly prayer, the protection of God. Um, and so a woman said to her, after she released it on social media, a woman said to her, did you know that the World Health organization with the World Economic Forum and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, they, they've done a simulation on this, uh, this thing called contagion. Like that, that's the name of it. And from her dream, she was gasped because she'd never heard that before. And there it turns out there's a movie that was produced in 2011 called contagion. There's other, you know, different productions and things. And so, you know, I think COVID was a bit of a dress rehearsal. What is your, from your standpoint, Brad, I'm going to say when, when the next offer to save the world comes along and now it's give your kid this vaccine or else this is going to happen. What, what do we, how do we need to be thinking right now? Right. Cause this hasn't been right. released, but right. um, what do you think? Well, first off, uh, I think that there has been a reprieve in that companies, employers, uh, schools, some universities have realized that they way overshot the mandate. Uh, even the Biden administration, I'd like to think that they may have learned something uh, from uh, after losing uh, five out of six of the challenges to their mandates uh, in, in federal court. Uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, this is a trend and it looks like this vaccine is more than just, uh, you know, a misjudgment. It looks like it's actually uh, I believe, uh, demonic in its attempt to subvert our the psyche, which America, we have an independent, you know, it's Independence Day. We have a, you know, independent, you know, individual liberties, individual freedoms and rights. Well, this is squelching that and, and suppressing that uh, psychologically, I believe, to make Americans much more subservient to tyranny and corruption uh, in our government. Uh, and, uh, and this is actually around the world. So, uh, fear is a powerful tool. Satan uses it. He also uses hate. And I've never seen more fear and more hate used as a tool of Satan 
and his forces than I have just in the last few years. Um, and so I think we need to uh, look at this not just from a legal perspective uh, and from a rights perspective, but also from a, a spiritual perspective. It's really hard to fully rationally explain it all without um, including the spiritual dimension moving forward. I will also say that if it comes around again, we do have freedom-loving states. Uh, we still have a Supreme Court that respects freedom-loving states, uh, thanks to President Donald Trump's strategic appointments to the federal courts, including the Supreme Court. So I think it would result initially, at least in many people, probably fleeing to freedom states like Texas and Florida and, and Tennessee, et cetera. Um, if it became a nationally a national mandate uh, and uh, and states did not were not successful in resisting it or breaking away, uh, people may at that point be in a situation where they may have to look at alternatives uh, to uh, where they live and what country they live in. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to reach that point. Uh, but um, you know, we the only way to stop oppression from coming again is to knock it to the ground now. Yeah. And that is what we're doing with our litigation and cases all over the country. By God's grace, we're seeing tremendous success. And I try to remind Christians, you know, you get discouraged, but don't forget, you know, uh, the rapture hasn't happened. Uh, there is no such thing as a bunker down doctrine anywhere in scripture where you just go up to the mountain and bunker down and wait for for Jesus. No, now is the time to take your faith seriously, live your faith, share your faith, don't compromise your faith, uh, because uh, we still have a lot going on and a lot that God wants to do uh, moving forward. So um, I just want to sort of keep it all in in balance. And I try to remind myself of that as I go to work and work on these cases. Yeah. I love this so much. And I just want to reiterate to all of our listeners that what you do, you're a nonprofit. So you are doing these cases for free, which is amazing. Thank you so much for what you're doing. But just to kind of close up, uh, you know, you mentioned on your on your website, you can print out those resources. What other resources do you recommend for parents? Uh, Mm -hmm. And then also, would you just kind of move from that into just praying. You just, bet. I'd love to. Yeah, love to. yeah. Yeah. So we've got some great re- other resources. In addition to 12 steps to protect your children from being taken by social workers, it's right there on our website, pji.org. Uh, we also have opt-out forms customized uh, for all 50 states uh, to okay. put the federal law, the state law. Very helpful. So if you have, still have a child in one of these spiritual death camps, take advantage of the opt-out forms. They're not a guarantee. Uh, they don't cover everything, uh, but it is a no-brainer. Download it's all free. Use it, s- submit it, send it certified mail, a copy of at least certified mail to the school district where your child attends. Um, also, we have a book called Reclaim Your School, how to legally evangelize public schools, practically and legally throughout the, throughout the nation. Tremendous empowerment, Amazing. model school board policies, ways to have revival rallies and school gyms during lunchtime. Uh, that's what we need to be that looking sounds at. Amazing. Yeah. My, my wife and I wrote that she was in full-time youth ministry when I married her and, uh, God just brought us together and it, it and the book came out and it's, uh, it's very helpful. It's free download. They can download it without charge straight from our website, pji.org. And if they want to keep up with our cases, uh, or look at our other resources, um, I encourage them to also to sign up to get our e-newsletter on our website. It gives, keeps people updated with our many cases. And we really appreciate people praying for our work not just supporting our, our ministry financially, but praying for our work. And so I encourage them to sign up to get our e-newsletter on our website, P-J-I, 
www.ohnpodcast.org. And if they need help, please contact us. We don't charge. We're, it's our joy and delight to serve people throughout the United States. Amazing. We will pray for, we will pray yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll pray. That's I know you're going to pray for, for us. Thank you so yes, much. I will. I will. Father, uh, we thank you for the freedom that we still have to be able to, uh, uh, to be on a, a, this kind of a, a platform and to express ourselves, Lord God. Thank you for keeping those doors open amidst the, the, the tyranny and, and, and oppression by many to close them down. Uh, your truth is powerful. Darkness knows it's powerful that the light pierces darkness. Father, we pray for your light to shine all the brighter. Uh, give us all a heart of love and overflowing with conviction to live your faith, to share your faith to a world that is dying desperately to know it. Give our parents out there courage and, uh, and, and, and conviction, Lord, to, to seek you with regard to their children and protect their children uh, for your glory and for your, your pleasure. Uh, well, once again, we pray for your full blessing on this this podcast ministry and uh, these uh, two wonderful women who are uh, who, have, who are taking the mantle to to get out this truth to so many who need to know it, and uh, we give you all the glory for it. All it all comes back to you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We value your time. We know that so many people have been impacted today and educated, and I believe that they're going to be mobilized. Not only to your website, which we all must do, pji.org. Let's get there. Let's get the newsletter. Let's download the book. Let's get all those resources. And also, I believe that this is going to mobilize men and women to stand up for what's right and to protect their children. Um, and so the spirit of wisdom is all over you guys. You have wisdom yeah. just all over the place. So thank you so much, Brad, for being here. We appreciate you. And hopefully we'll have you on again. We would love Thank to do you. that. I look forward to it. God bless. Thanks so much. Bless you. Well, everybody, this has been an incredible episode. And I don't know how you feel about what you just heard, but I absolutely know that we have a country that cannot um, just allow it, it. We're not in a state as a country to sit back mm -mm. and just take chances mm -hmm. and hope that evil gives up. Yeah. Hope that it gets tired and gives up. We're not there, Shauna. Right. No. And so if we sit back, you know, thank God Brad didn't sit back. Mm -hmm. Thank God PGI is out there mm -hmm. doing this because mm -hmm. there are kids that would never go back to their parents right. without people like him. And so I feel like I just want to add really quick because the Holy Spirit's been telling me all this week over and over again, he said, set your plans like you set your clock. So think about how, if I know I have to get up at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning, but I don't set my alarm clock. I'm just yeah. going to like be up kind of like half sleeping, like yeah. is it five yet, yeah. you know, yeah. but if I set my alarm, I know my alarm's going to wake me up so I can just rest and sleep hard. Right. <laughs> so we need to set our plans. Like we set our clock. This is an example yep. that download. If somebody comes to my door, if CPS comes to my door and says, I'm taking your kids because I saw that you have a podcast talking about what you're against. Right. I know what to do. And there's other places where we need to set our plans. So I just think this is such an important. There's plans and then there's taking a chance and just right. kind of hoping things right. work out on its own. And then I can't sleep. I can't be at rest. I can't be right. at peace because I don't have a plan for when something maybe catches me off guard. Right. Right. Well, this is super important that we do our due diligence. And this is part of what we get to do as parents. We get to look and see how we can protect our children, provide for them, and teach them. 
And I would just say this, don't think that this isn't happening in America. You heard it today. This is happening all over the place. And so um, I, I believe that the church is God's answer. Um, he alone by himself is totally powerful. He put the world in existence in six days. So it's not like he's lacking any power. But for some reason, Shauna, he chose to use human beings to put his dominion on the earth. He said it in Genesis 1.26. He said to fill the earth, subdue it, govern it, take dominion. And so this is one way that we take dominion is by taking our head out of the sand, really recognizing what we heard today, and then saying, okay, how many people can I send this podcast to? And how many people need to hear to go to pji.org and look at those 12 steps to protect our children, right? right. So there's, there's so many people that need to hear this episode. Please share this far and wide. You might be, end up being a Don't Mess With Our Kids podcast ambassador because <laughs> these That's <nothing>. episodes <laughs> have been incredible. And so um, use your voice. One way to use your voice is to share this episode. And don't forget, April 13th, 2024, we are praying. We're going to fast a couple days before this. April 13th in your state capital. Why? because of everything you just heard today, because we need God more than ever. We're going to take communion together. We're going to pray corporately. Trust me, the bowls of heaven begin to tip. Things begin to change when we pray and we come together. And then we're going to hear about reformation strategies, kind of like what we've heard today, to create change on the earth. Don't let it be somebody else that uses their voice. God is calling on you. So this is the hour to be awake. It's the hour to use your voice and the time is now. Thank you so much for joining us at Don't Mess With Our Kids podcast and we'll see you next episode.